Well, God bless you today. It's another day. And welcome to the Thinking Man podcast here at BBS Gospel Net. I want to thank Dr. Bruce Smith once again. And thank God for each and every one of you that's, that's tuning in. We just want to give a shout out to all of you and let you know we encourage you to know that you're listening. I want to pick up at Genesis chapter 2. And I want to go to the 7th verse, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. I think I'm going to get down to 19. I'm not really sure. Walked into the studio. Had an awesome opportunity to meet a very awesome lady by the name of Miss Maddie Kay, who's written the book, Defeating Miss Maddie Key, Defeating All Odds, and listening to her testimony as her and Dr. Bruce was talking and and I want to encourage each and every one of you to get this book, Defeating All Odds. Just hearing her was awesome. Okay, uh, we first start, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. Uh, we begin in Genesis chapter 1, uh, verse 26, and we talked about God's blueprint for man. And we talked about how God wanted uh, man to be fruitful. Uh, to multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. All right, that was God's blueprint for man. Then we went to Genesis chapter 2, uh, verse 2 and 3, where the scripture says, On the seventh day that God rested from all of his labor, and we shared with you, God wants to rest in our work. Now, we're doing this in series form, and we're hoping that uh, you, you're you catching the rhythm of what we're doing, uh, because I, I'm getting prepared for the uh, Rethink Manhood Conference in Wardale, Missouri, in the month of February. Just want to share some words with you from the Word of God, and uh, pray that it is uh, a blessing to you. All right, so we're just kind of skipping around in Genesis, and in Genesis chapter 2, very familiar text. And it said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Let me read that again. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And for the next few minutes, I just want to talk to you from this thought, move. When the Lord God formed man from the dust, and I want to focus on verse 7. God has formed man. Now when we say man, we're not talking necessarily a male. Because you have to remember the conversation that God was having in Genesis when he said, let us make man in our own image and not our own likeness. And then he goes uh, on with let them have this, that, and the other, and so forth and so on. The scripture says, and God created man in his own image, male and female. In the image of God did the Lord God create. All right. So now we're in Genesis chapter 2, and then after we shared with you, this was like a board meeting in eternity that the Lord was having. 
him and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if I could use my spiritual mind, when God was talking about ages, it's like it recorded in one of the books and said, Lord, what is man? And it was like God said, let me show you. And so we pick it up in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And so I want you to see that the man was formed, but he wasn't living yet. Why? Because at this point, he does not have the breath of life in him. He does, God has not yet breathed into him, which would make him become a living soul. So when we talk about the word of God and, and what is man, uh, the Bible clearly states to us the definition of a man. And we're not talking about a male, but man. He is in the image of God and the likeness of God. Okay, we're not talking about a physical structure here, but an eternal being with unlimited potential. Now, when I say that, I say that respectfully because we live in, a, uh, in, in this world. So I'm not talking about we're going to walk through walls and all this kind of stuff. But what I'm simply saying is that God has put in us his word. And so we're going to see that later on, that without God's breath, we're just a form. And this is what Sister Key uh, was sharing in a book about what she had went through. See, Man was made out of the dust. And truth is, without God breathing on us, that's all we are is dust. I mean, we got dusty past, we got dusty thoughts, we got dirty deeds and dirty backgrounds and dirty things that have been said to us. We've said dirty things, dirty things that happened to us. We've done dirty things because we live in dirt. We just happen to be in human flesh. Oh yeah, we've all got dirt in our closet, skeletons in our closet. But when God breathed into us himself, his thoughts, then we become a living soul. And what I'm simply trying to say is, I go to the men's mission here in West Memphis, and I tell the guys, don't lay in the dirt of your yesterday. Don't lay in the dirt of what has happened to you. I'm speaking to men and women. Don't lay there. No, you need to move. You need to find out what God's will is for your life. And it's not for you to just simply lay down in the dirt and die. That's not God's will for your life. I'm going to tell you right now, your brother don't have a word for you. They may have called your names. Your mother don't have a word for you. She might have called your name. Your daddy don't have a word for you. He might have called your name. People on your job and, and where you work and all of that, they have called you everything but a child of God. And if you have not devoted your life to Jesus Christ, guess what? You just about become everything they called you. 
But I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that's not God's will for your life. It was not God's will for Adam to lay down in the dirt. And neither is that his will for your life. I know some of y'all have been through hell and high water. But that was God. That was God planned for your life. I want you to know, God did not allow you to be born, to be belittled, to be abused, to be called nothing, to make, to be made feel inferior. And most people that are frustrated today, that are doing harm, really don't know God's calling upon their lives. Oh, Adam was uh, the man was in the dirt, laying in the ground. I don't know how long he laid there. But then the Bible said God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Let me define the word move. But my subject is move. Just don't lay there. Move. Just don't stay in the same situation. Move. Just don't stay where people don't appreciate you. Move. You might say, where do I go? I I. Go to God and, and acknowledge God in all thy ways, and he shall direct thy path. Now watch this. Move means going in a, a specified direction. There's a quote that says, uh, when you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. But you're looking for a specified direction. Move also means manner or change position. It means to progress, advance make progress or to develop in a particular manner. It means a change of place. It means a position or a state. It does not mean you stand still. Oh, there's one quote that says, tell me I just wasn't born just to be born. There must be a great purpose in my life. There is. Jesus said, if any man will lose his life for the sake of the gospel, he shall find his life. As I think about the prodigal son who went out and lived his life amongst righteous living, you know the story of the prodigal son. But the Bible said he came back, he came to himself. And sometimes, some of us don't have anything to come back to. I encourage you to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. That for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Oh, I thought about the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well who uh, dealt with racism uh, because the Jews didn't have anything to do with Samaritan. Racism is not anything new. It's only the Bible itself. The woman, Jesus asked the woman for water the woman said, who, who, you being a Jew asked a Samaritan for water? You don't have anything to even dip with. Jesus told the woman, if you know who you was talking to, you would ask me, ask me for water and I'd give you water, living water, that you'll never thirst again. The woman said, please give me this water. I want you to know that Jesus is bread for the hungry. He's water for the thirsty soul. He's everything that the scriptures said that he should be. I want to talk to you about move. So God breathed into man. Man became a living soul. If you remember in Genesis chapter 1, we talked about when God said, let us make man in our image and let man have dominion 
And, and I share it with you that we are all pregnant with God's purpose in our life. It hasn't changed. What we have to do is find the environment where we are fruitful, where we can multiply, where we can replenish, where we can subdue, where, where we can have dominion. And I'm not talking about when he says dominion, dominate. No. There are some things that God wants us to influence with his presence. And God will be with us no matter where we are. Remember Joseph had a dream. The scripture says they locked Joseph up. But God caused everything that Joseph did to prosper because God was with him. And this is what we want God. We don't just want God on the throne in heaven. No. We want a God that will be with us. And so here God breathes into this, this being. And he became a living soul. Now I'm going to jump down here to 15. And the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. Now look at, look at that. He puts him in this environment to dress and to keep. Now the word dress means to decorate or in an artistic or attractive way. It means to beautify or deck. And if you remember the book of Job, when Job was questioning God about why he allowed certain things, God listened to Job. That's why I love the book of Job. I mean, all the human drama and experiences that we can go through with all the wise. And I, I hope and pray that nobody ever sees a day like Job. I know you've had your own struggle. You have your own scars. You have your own testimony. But I don't know nobody that experienced days like Job had. My God, if you have, I encourage you to read the book of Job. Job even cursed the day that he was born. God listened to all of that. And then God spoke out of a whirlwind and asked him simple questions like, where was you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Well, like he told me, he said, deck yourself not with majesty. We think deck is a, a de get decked out was a, 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 a new word in the 70s, and it really comes from the word of God. It means to beautify yourself. Adam was put in the garden to dress it and to keep it. But then I like it, and I'm getting ready to close. I'm talking about moving. I'm talking about letting God have his way in you. Your, your creativity, whether it's a song, it's a book, it's a play, it's opening a business. There's something great on the inside of you that people will discourage you if you let them. Now, you got to learn to walk away from people. I'm not saying it's easy, but you got to find people that God has blessed to do what you believe that you're supposed to be doing to the glory of of God. And the 19th verse says, uh, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all the cattle. Now look what happened. God creates all these creatures 
And then he brought them to Adam to see what Adam would call them. Now, now, now think about, just think about that for a minute. The Lord created all these animals. And then he brings them to Adam to see what he would call them. Question. Now let me finish this. And whatsoever Adam called every little creature, that was the name thereof. What are you calling your situation? Are you saying your situation is hopeless? It probably seems that way. See, God gives us the power to name things. And I came through the church when they said name and then claim it. And you're talking about some ridiculous times. <laughs> but you have to be careful what you call things. You have to be careful what you name things. And a lot of people don't understand the importance of what's in a name. Uh, when God allowed Adam, and this is a responsibility. This is a great responsibility. Because whatever Adam called them, that is what they were. I have no clue as to how long Adam looked at each animal and watched what it did naturally before he gave it a name. I don't know. We know it is a giraffe today. I don't know what he called it then. We, we, we know what the elephant is. I have no clue what he called it. But I promise you, each and every creature we see today, this is who you are. And let me encourage you to don't let nobody call you any kind of name because nobody has the right to speak into your life like that but Jesus Christ. And some of you may be still in the dirt, laying in the dust of what your daddy called you. Said you'd never be nothing. You'd never amount to anything. Or your mom. It could have been your mom. It scarred you for life. I'm promising you the, the, the lady that wrote the book, uh, uh, and you, you'll hear Dr. Bruce talk about it from time to time. Uh, like most of us, she was scarred. And BBS Gospel Net is going to bring people on, on this broadcast that you're going to hear. Uh, we've wore the mask for a while. We want to take it off. We want to be all that God can call us to be. We believe that God has blessed Dr. Bruce Smith and BBS Gospel Net to be a voice that will reach out to you and say to you, you're not alone in this world. You may feel alone. No, we weren't there when you went through what you went through. And I know you may be wondering, why did God allow this, that, and another to happen to me? I promise you it was not in the will of God. You have to understand the scripture said that our gospel is lost. If the good news of Jesus Christ is lost, it is, it, it, it is lost to them who are blind. Whom the God, the little God of this world, that would be Satan, had blinded their minds. Least they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and believe with their heart that Jesus Christ loves you. And when the scripture says, for God so loved this world, you put your name in there. I don't know your name. Put your name in there. If I don't put my name in there, for God so loved Robert Miles. 
For God so loved Bruce Smith. For God so loved Saudi Arabia. For God so loved Vietnam. For God so loved France, Germany, the United States of America, Australia. You name it. Wherever you, wherever our voice is going, we want you to know God really does love you. And you might ask the question, if God loves us, why are we under persecution? Well, the Bible says that evil men destroy, evil women destroy. I read a quote that says, an evil queen is nothing but a princess that's never been secure. Sometimes when you're dealing with insecure people who have never been secured through love, they hurt people. There's a quote that says, hurting people hurt people. But I promise you, if you say it's hopeless, then it's going to be hopeless. And we want to encourage you to believe what God says about you. I believe it's in the book of Ezekiel that says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Because God's spirit is in each and every human being. Through one man, the entire human race came, good or bad, they came through Adam. And God planned when he created Adam, God never created anything to fail. Did we fail God? Absolutely. Is God a forgiving God? Absolutely. And God wants a people to himself? Absolutely. So when God created the man, he put the man in the garden just to see what he would do in the garden. Told him of every tree you shall eat of, but there's one tree I don't want you to bother. You know the story. I'm trying to wrap this up. And my message is move. I mean move. Don't lay there in the dirt of your past. Like I said, some of y'all been scarred by what your husband said to you, your mother, your father, your children. But I want to remind you of this. None of them died on the cross for you. They, they didn't die on the cross for you. They didn't take the whippers that Jesus took. And only Jesus Christ has the authorization to change your name. And one of the most important things that we need to remember in life, it doesn't matter what you accomplished in life or don't. Every man's definition of success is different. But is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? And ain't but one way to get it there. And that is believe the word of God. That Jesus is the son of the living God. And he wants to save us from our sins. From our dirt life. And the dirt that's in our life. Oh, some people would never forget your dirt. That's all right. If they want to play in dirt, let them play in dirt. Scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, all things become new. God has to call you out of your dusty self <laughs> and breathe into your nostril the breath of life. What is this breath of life? It's the word of God. It's God's instruction for your prosperity. It's God's instruction for your longevity. God is concerned about you. You, you, and you. Yeah, you. Y'all you put your hands on yourself and say, he really loves me. That's right. And I know around the world, there's a lot of horrible 
conditions going on, and we're praying for you. We honestly are. We thank God today that the good news came that uh, our president and our government had decided to uh, come to agreement to uh, end the government shutdown for at least three weeks, and those who have been working, they're going to get that back pay. We thank God for that. We thank God for the small victories because this was this was going to hurt everybody. And so we ask you to pray for us across the waters. Pray for us over here in the United States of America. We pray for you. And we definitely do. He brought these animals to Adam to see what Adam would call them. The lady that was before me sharing with Dr. Bruce, she had been through so much that she had thought about committing suicide. Let me say something to you. I encourage you not to do that because the scripture said we are bought with a price. We're not our own. You'll have to stand before God for that. We encourage you. Get you some psych. If you need to see a psychiatrist, there's nothing wrong with that. Not, not, not. Don't be ashamed. Uh, if you've been through sexual molestation, don't be ashamed. Don't, don't, don't think about committing suicide. Young people, you're going to school being bullied. Those kids don't have no more than you got. Don't let them shame you. I don't because maybe 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 you are maybe you are a little bit uh, uh 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 you might be overweight. You won't be like that all your life. Not if you exercise. But whatever. Don't let nobody. And I know it's easier said than done. But I encourage you. Only God. And God will allow some situations in your life to see what you gonna call it. Daniel was in the lion's den. I don't, I don't know what he prayed. That's all I know he did. The Hebrew boy was put in the fire. But you know what? God was in the fire waiting on him. I want to encourage you today. Don't let your circumstances define you. Don't let people who don't love you define you. Don't let your mistakes define you. Don't let your physical abilities or disabilities to define you. No, no, no. You're defined by God. The scripture saying God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. It is our prayer. It is our sincere prayer. That God will use what we're trying to say to you. As encouragement, hope, and inspiration. That you return to the living God and say, Lord, say, Lord, save me. You know, you might be 101 and say, I haven't lived for God. It's okay. One day of the Lord is a thousand years. All he wants you to do is just repent. You might have said, Preacher, BBS gospel net. I did this, that, and the other. I got blood on my hands. Just repent. God will forgive you. Come to Jesus. Let him clean you up. Let him give you a new word. Let him give you a new life. We're all made of dust. And we're all formed. We're just a form without God in our life. As I think, as I get ready to close, I think about the Valley of Dry Bones. In Ezekiel 37, 1 through 11, you're familiar with it. Prophet was sitting in a vision where there were 
a valley filled with bones. The Lord asked the prophet, Son of man shall lose bones live again. The man said, Lord, I don't know. God told him, prophesy to the wind. You know the story. But he said, I'm going to put my breath in him. And as I get ready to close, at the end of the text, it said that God breathed on them and they stood like an exceeding great army. What is an army waiting on now? A word from God. We encourage you today. Thank God for BBS Gospel Net. Dr. Bruce Smith, I'm Robert Miles here at the Thinking Man Podcast. May God bless you. May God richly keep you until we meet again.